Welcome back to Conservative Conversations. I'm your host, Reed. And I'm Frank. And today we're going to get into a couple rapid fire topics that have been happening in the news since we last recorded. Uh, first stop is going to be the um, Brittany Griner trade for the Merchant of Death, also known as Victor Boot or Bout. I've heard it pronounced a couple different ways. Um, I think that is a pretty big deal because you want to know what it immediately reminds me of? What's that? The Bo Bergdahl trade during the Obama administration. Well, I think some of the same people are pulling well, you're right. the strings That's kind here. of what I believe, too. And you know what I think of? Yeah. Merchant of Death? Yeah. Makes me think Merchant of Venice by Shakespeare. Oh. <laughs> That's what I always think. Uh. <laughs> So anytime this comes up, I think, oh, that Shakespeare guy. What is he again? I have to think about it. I'm like, it's like the Shakespeare title. Uh Merchant of Death. Right. So, yeah, I don't think that was very smart trade. Not at all. Well, and plus I saw something where they did, uh, somebody did an analysis of like all the trades that we've done with Russia, like since the Cold War. Uh Uh-huh. And... Like, we used to do, like, really smart trades, and, like, only ever so often. Right. But now, you get up to modernity, and we're, like, trading people for Pez dispensers back and forth. You know? Like, it's nothing. We just trade for nothing now. I mean, you could look at this one. Right. Was this very strategic? Not at all. I mean, um, like most people have said, I'm glad we at least brought an American home. I mean, we always want to bring them home. But they... Could have done better. Well, I sort of feel differently about it because I've also seen some information out there. I mean, I'm sure it's easily proven, even though I don't have, you know, I'm not prepared in a sense, you know, to quote stuff. Right. But from my understanding, she's traveled extensively around Russia. She's been to Russia plenty. She knows the laws. I feel like it's the same thing here. If you go taking, you know... What a car, a truckload full of marijuana into Ohio, that's going to be against the law, right? right. You're probably going to wind up in jail. Well, she did that, except instead of going across to a different state, she went into a different country, right? And I sort of want to say, you know, tough titties, and right. you knew what you were doing, and I feel like extradition should be more important. That should be reserved. If we're going to do such trades, <clears throat> you know, trade a war criminal right. for one of our people, the idea to me is that they're being punished for something in Russia that we don't punish people for. That's where we'd step in and want to save somebody because they wouldn't face that crime at home. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't think I've actually heard anybody say that. That's a pretty good point. I think it's a really good point, yeah. and it makes sense. I mean, totally. it should be reserved for saving somebody's life, not just, oh, okay, we'll trade, you know, I've got six pieces of bubble gum for your one dollar, right. whatever. It shouldn't just yeah. be these willy-nilly trades. That's not the the point. Right. What I heard um, from an episode of uh, Matt Walsh, his show that he done around the time of this, where he was talking about there's another guy over there who was also arrested for having 
marijuana. And he had it for medical reasons because he had, like, a really terrible back problem. Yeah. And uh, they sent him to a labor camp. Well, see, I agree with you. But, see, that one doesn't get the attention. Right. But I also, I still would fall, because, you know, I'm sort of a black and white thinker. Sure. I still would fall on, well, you shouldn't have had it then. Right, you know, right. Take ibuprofen for the three days you're going to be in Russia or whatever. Right. If it's against the law to use marijuana... I mean, we're talking about a, a whole different kettle of fish. Sure. You right. don't just walk over there and say, I'm an American citizen, and I was prescribed right. this by a doctor. Right. They well, laugh, they'd laugh in your face. So, <clears throat> but I, I, I understand 100% what you're talking about, what you're saying. You right, know? yeah. And she only gets this preferential treatment. That's what you'd have to call it. Mm-hmm. Preferential treatment. Right. <clears throat> yeah. It's... It was a terrible trade. I mean, it's not like, I mean, they call it a one-for-one trade, but one of the ones is like, they're not, it's not an equal equal one-to-one. Not at all. <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. Well, and plus, like I said, if you go back and look, I mean, we used to make smart trades, right. and we're America. We'd trade like 10 of our people for a terrorist. Mm-hmm. Not one-for-one, that's... That's crazy. That only happens now in modernity. That didn't used to happen. Right? Well, I'll go ahead and tease now. This, that, uh, this whole situation makes me think about uh, something I'll bring up when we do our annual predictions episode. Uh, so stay tuned for that, listeners. Yeah. Um, it's, it has to do with you know, foreign policy and stuff like that. And it's just, it's, uh, it, I think it further weakens our, uh, the, you know, the rest, the way the rest of the year. Yeah, like our image. Looks, yeah, our, our image amongst the world, world stage. Right. Um, the power we project. Right. Whatever, exactly. all that. Yeah. Well, before we move on to our next topic, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, you can find it on Apple, Spotify, and many other platforms. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Contempt Conserve. Yes, and if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure and like the video, because that helps us with the algorithm. And if you could suggest this to any of your friends or anybody else you think might be interested, we would certainly appreciate that. Right. And uh, next, um, one of the things that happened is uh, the Supreme Court heard oral arguments on a uh, religious freedom case that originated out of Colorado. Um, There's this uh, lady, I forget her name, but the lady had a uh, wedding website and um, a a gay couple wanted her to make a website for their wedding, but uh, she being a Christian did not want to do that. So, of course, they had a lawsuit in Colorado, which um, is pretty, I, I wouldn't know how to say it, like, not strict, uh, broad. Okay, broad is actually what, they have a broad uh, uh, public accommodations policy, I believe. Because mm-hmm. um, we've seen similar cases like this from Colorado, uh, the, the bakery. Ma- yeah, the master. Piece uh, cake shop. Um, he 
the gentleman who owns that has been sued a couple different times. His first case was um, for uh, a same-sex wedding, and then I think later some kind of somebody wanted him to make like a transgender reveal cake or something like that, something transgender related. Yeah. And um, so they sued him again. Um, so we've seen cases like this before out of Colorado. And one of the things that's related to this that I don't think a lot of people I've heard make a point of is with these same, you know, people who are demanding uh, like the same-sex marriage cakes, the transgender cakes, or what have you, or the websites, and in particular regards to religious freedom, would, would they demand a Muslim person to bake a cake or make a website that depicts the image of Muhammad. Because from my understanding, uh, that's uh, frowned upon, if you will, in their religion. So would they, I would want to know from them if they would demand the same thing, because I would think not. But yet, uh, they, want, they demand that you know, Christians or even probably Jewish people you know, conform to uh, you know, making their, uh, their whatever they want. Well, I think it's really interesting, okay, because, <clears throat> I mean, I think a couple of things about this. And one is I see a link here to a couple of other cases, actually. Okay. I see a link to the student loan case, hmm. and I see a link to Roe versus Wade. And I see a link to some other stuff probably as well, but definitely those two because of what you just said. This has already basically been litigated once. Yeah. <laughs> so I find it interesting, okay? <clears throat> right. So I think, you know, it's interesting to me that these things just bubble up and bubble up through the Supreme Court over and over and over again. So that's the first thing that hits me, you know, is right. we've already heard this. Yeah, and I think because of that, it's, I feel like the outcome is fairly predictable. Absolutely, I think it's, it's fairly predictable. I imagine <clears throat> in June or whenever we'll hear that they will side in favor of the... The individual. Yeah, yeah the individual with the of website. Of course, because of our Constitution. Right. Cause, of course. Because people aren't just religious in their churches and in their homes. They're religious well, here's what all I'd like day to say. and all the time and all throughout their life. Here's what I'd like to say about it. Because I sort of get the liberal point of view. Because let's just say you took strictly a business point of view. Sure. Okay? Business. Mm -hmm. Dollars and cents. Black and white. Right. Why would you not make the cake? Yeah. Why would you not make the web? Of course you would. It's a paying customer. Right. You want that money? You're driven by the dollar? He's driven by the thrill of the sale. That's right. <laughs> That's what you want. He wants somebody who wants to make money. You want to make money. Right. But it's like you were just saying. It's, it's deeper than that, isn't it? Yeah, for some people. And you cannot, not you as a customer, with your dollar. Your dollar is not a gun. Right. You cannot coerce me, even with your dollars. Right. You can't coerce me to do things that are against my religion. So it's a pure First Amendment test. I see why it's going up to the Supreme Court, mm -hmm. but it's interesting that it should have to go so far because it's yeah. really kind of cut and dry, isn't it? Yep. 
You can't force me to do it with a gun. You can't force me to do it with a dollar. It's pretty simple. <laughs> Why does that have to be written out into the record in black and white? Why do people not understand this stuff? Right. <clears throat> yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it either. It's all about that force, though. Right. But see, that's what I'd want to argue if I were in the court. I'd say, well, if this guy came and put a gun to my head and said, make me this cake, would that be illegal? Oh, yeah. We, you know, it wouldn't even have to go to the Supreme Court, of course. Illegal, uh-huh. illegal. Okay. Well, can you turn a dollar into a gun? No. <laughs> right. So why are we here? What's it matter that he's a paying customer? Of course I want to be in business. But I want my business to benefit my community. I right. want it to benefit things that I agree with. I'm not going to be coerced into doing things that I don't agree with. Right. Just because I'm in business. Yeah. I, they wish to have their business in harmony with their values. Yes, and their life. and Yes, right. their, exactly. Their religion, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And thank God that this is America. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, next, uh, real quick, uh, we'll get to... Does that lead to Title 42? Uh, it easily? can, yeah. Uh, speaking of Supreme Court, then, I guess, uh, the Title 42 is going to be, uh, I guess, ruled on by the Supreme Court at some point, uh, I heard recently. Um well, what's the question? Whether or not it's in the president's power? Or? Uh, I guess so. I haven't really gotten the chance to uh, look at uh, what the actual question is. Because uh, I assume it was Trump who put it, instituted it, and it would make sense that Biden can get rid of it. Um, well, they're just letting it expire. Right. I wonder... Well, well let's okay, just talk I about that. It if is. it's just expiring... Some of the states are trying to keep it implemented oh, to I see. control They're the border. Oh, I the federal government. I understand. Right. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I got you. Right. Yeah. But the, let's just ask this then, unless you have a better point to go on. My question would be, do you expect to see big spikes in the you know, rate of people coming across the border? Yeah, <clears throat> I would. It makes sense that there would be a a spike, and people are already expecting there to be. Well, I would, too, and I'll mention to you, you know, there's a fellow that I like to listen to called Don't Walk Run Mm -hmm. on YouTube, and he recently did an analysis of this that said, you know, because some of the border crossing numbers were so bad that they changed some of the rules about who they can let in on green cards and who they can let in, what kind of numbers they can let in for this reason or that reason— Because they're trying to say, okay, well, now we're letting in, like, 400,000 people a year under this category, right? And so they don't count as illegal border crossers anymore. Hmm. They're trying to, like, shuffle around, like, how they categorize stuff and what what numbers people are going to fall into and stuff Uh like this. Well, if they're already doing that because the numbers are so bad— even with Title 42 in play, that's all I can think is, imagine what the numbers are going to look like after 42 expires. Right. I mean, they'll be off the charts. Well, one of the reportings I've heard is that they're getting so many coming in that they're not even, like, doing background checks or something like that. I don't see how they could. Yeah. 
I saw a report that said like in one day they had like a hundred thousand people cross. What? In one day. Well, I can do you one better. Tom Cotton is on air saying an estimated five million in the last year. Five million in a year. Yeah. So that's outrageous. And one of the things that But it's only a matter of time before it shows. Oh yeah. At some point I'll I'll tell you something. It's a famous quote, okay? Richard Wright. He wrote in his book, uh, in a novel called uh, Native Son, he asked the question, who knows when some slight shock will destroy the delicate balance between social order and thirsty aspiration? And that's all it'll take. I mean, imagine, because yeah. you know what they talk about, the status quo, right? Uh-huh. Well, you get to a certain point. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell, who we studied in college, called it the point. tipping point. Yeah. You get to a certain point, and it's, <gasps> the gates of hell have been opened. Right. No going back. Right. Well, I think that's part of the reason why some of these states are suing to keep Title 42 in to at least have some control of the flow. Uh, I think the question would come down to who implemented Title 42 then. Yeah. Where did it originate from? Because the states, yeah. it sounds to me... Because you and I both agree. I think it was a Trump thing. Yeah. Well, I don't, so I don't think the states have any power. I don't either. It seems more like a stalling thing. Yeah. Because right now it's, yeah. they, it's supposed to stay in place until the Supreme Court rules. Rules, yeah. Yeah. Which, They're always kicking that can, yep. aren't they? It's That's amazing. I was about to say. It just buys more time. Yep. It's one of the biggest government strategies. Yeah. They don't love it now. Right. We'll kick it down two years from now. Maybe they'll forget all about it. Well, one of the things that drives me crazy is that uh, Mayorkas is out there say, even saying to his own border patrol that he hasn't said the border's closed. Because they're, they're asking him why he's out there saying the border's closed when it's clearly not. But Mayorkas says, I haven't said the border's closed. Which is a lie. <laughs> and I, it's just, I can't believe that, well, I can't believe it, that the administration is just lying to their own people, and they act like this isn't a problem. Because uh, Joe Biden was recently in Arizona at the big um, chip plant that's they're supposed to be building, and he was asked why he's not going to the border. And I don't have his exact quote, but I think he said it's not it's not a big issue, or there are bigger issues going on. I think that might have been it. Well, and I've heard him say, we've been to the border. Yeah. We've been to the border. Yeah, that too. Sure. I don't know who's we. Yep. Kamala, the real president. Right. The real president went to the border. You she it? went to Europe. She <laughs> hadn't been to Europe, but she went to Europe later. <clears throat> but it's, just, I, it's kind of crazy because crazy. the guy doesn't even know where he is half the time. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's... Border's a mess. I, I hope... Uh, the well, country's a mess. Oh, yeah. I guess so. Um, but I guess with that, uh, I, don't have too many, I don't have any other topics because I pretty much nailed the ones I'd come up with to, before we came down. I don't have much to say either except it is Tuesday, December 20th, and I yep. guess we would wish everybody and they mama <laughs> a Merry Christmas. That's right. We wish everybody have a great Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and be on the lookout for our annual predictions episode coming 
in January. Oh, yeah, because we'll have a lot to say, like we always do. That's right. And be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, many other platforms. And you can subscribe and follow on YouTube. That's right. You can also send us an email. Yep, you can find the email addresses in the show notes. And you can always check out our website, contemporaryconservative.net, for some great other material. There's some other stuff up there. Um, You could definitely check that out. And as always, thank you for listening.